Hello and welcome to the It's Karmic podcast with me, your host, Vika Bradford. This week, I get to have a conversation I've been kind of itching for a while now with one of my soul sisters. Welcome, Vanya. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. So um, excited. To be back, actually. Yeah. Um, I feel like it was maybe over a year ago now that so. we had our first session and that was when you were living in BC and now you're here in Ontario momentarily maybe but it's nice to have you here (laughs) it's so nice to be here and like to have been able to physically meet you because we were Instagram friends first and then yeah I think the first episode we did was probably a year ago by now because I think it was early Mm -hmm. 2022 that we did that episode so for anyone listening um this is Vanya of Astro Bloom. If you guys follow me, you know I'm freaking obsessed with Astro Bloom tea. I have an actual problem. I talk about it all the time. This is Vanya. If you haven't listened to that first episode, I highly suggest you go back now. It would have been, you know, at the start of the podcast almost, our conversation on herbalism and astrology. And Vanya's magic is really within the realm of astrology and plants and um like the earth and astrology mixed together plus so much more so if you guys want to go and listen to her story go listen to that episode but today we're going to get into a really juicy topic that is probably near and dear to both of our hearts um so (laughs) Vanya is she has a Pisces moon so this is a conversation I think that needs to be happened by by someone who has a big Pisces signature (laughs) Uh, Today, we're going to be talking about Saturn moving into Pisces. Vanya, just tell me your like immediate thoughts when we start talking about this. Um, Honestly, like I've been trying to reflect a lot on kind of of, like some of the shadow aspects that are going to come out of this transit. But one of the things that really keeps coming up for me, just because I've been through such like a huge shift lately in sort of the foundation of my life really when I think about Saturn I think of like the structure that you build your life upon um one of the things that's really coming through for me is like this ability to really um call through these like light aspects of this energy which is really to like materialize our dreams in the physical realm so I think that's like a really beautiful energy that is available with this that hopefully will be available with this chance that I'm (laughs) sensing But of course, with any transit, you know, you're going to get the shadow aspects too. And that I'm already kind of starting to see. I feel like, honestly, I was even watching, I don't know if you're watching the show like Mayfair Witches. Oh my God. So that's one of my favorite books of all time since I was a kid. I am appalled and disgusted by the show and what they've done with it. I I haven't actually read the book. So I can't. Oh my God. They're a thousand times better. Like okay. they, they just I know it. I should have read the books first, <laughs> but like, you know, you know how I am right now. It's like oh, the only books I read are literally like astrology books. Astrology. Like, time for. Um, but no, like it, just even the messaging in that about like mm-hmm. witch hunts and like this, like war on spirituality and especially like war on women mm-hmm. who are like seen as powerful or witches or like in their power. Um, so I definitely, I, I kind of get the sense of those are the, really the light and shadow aspects that I'm seeing, like mm. coming through over the next three years. I really like that because you're mentioning both, um, because, you know, 
pop astrology <laughs> is gonna paint this every which way um but yeah mostly what we hear when we have these big transits like saturn moving into pisces pluto moving into aquarius as we hear the like detrimental like it's going to be the end of the world so i like being able to look at too so i like that you immediately said like there is polarity to the experience we're going to go through and for those of you listening saturn moves through a sign approximately every like two point five-ish to three years, depending how many times it decides to retrograde back into a different sign. Um, but I believe we're going right in and it's not even going to move back into Aquarius at all, if I'm think, correct. You know what? I think when I looked it up in at some point in 2025, it might be in Aquarius for a little bit or something like that. Okay, I we'll do have remember to look there being a break. Is there a um, moment? Okay. Um, yeah, but I don't, so, I, but I think you're right. I think it's like largely in, in Pisces for like okay. until 2026. Yeah. Um, and so whenever we're working with synergy, we know that we're having a, a, a stretch of time experiencing one frequency. So, uh, for anyone tapping into the last three years, we had Aquarius being that, um, energetic playground for Saturn and yeah. the experiences are undeniable around, uh, restriction, freedom, liberation, yeah. pr even progress. It's like, did we progress in the last three years? Did we, who knows? Or did we regret? <laughs> yeah. It's hard to tell sometimes, but I, I, I would hope that the lessons we've learned allow us to progress. I hope so. Um, yeah. And I think one of the other things that's really been coming through for me as I've been reflecting on this time of like Saturn and Aquarius and the shift that's coming with this is yeah. I think a lot of, especially those of us who have like our North node in Aquarius and maybe, you know, also those of us who um, like the generation just after us who has their Saturn in Aquarius who experienced their Saturn return. I think there's like a lot of um, also lessons that might've been learned around like what it truly takes to create the future that we desire, like, and that we envision and like the work and responsibility <clears throat> that that takes. Mm -hmm. Um, cause I definitely feel like that's definitely been my journey over the last, you know, three or so years is like completely restructuring what my, what I'm envisioning in my future and then like working towards that. Um, yeah. And I think entwined in that is also like the communities that actually are able to support that vision for you, yeah. right? Like the friendships and the communities that you're a part of. So, mm. yeah. Yeah. And I, I like that. Let's, um, do you want to explain for everyone <laughs> what uh, a Saturn what Saturn does, like, if you want to explain yeah. that, what, what does Saturn do when he, when he activates us or activates a section of our chart? Yeah. And I mean, feel free to chime in, you know, I think everyone has their own interpretation of a different like archetype or planet's energy. But for me, Saturn is like, it, I, when I think of Saturn, I think of like plants that grow in Saturnian type elements. So usually Saturn plants are, they grow in for the most part, not always, they grow in like kind of damp and cold and like dark conditions. So I think of Saturn energy as something that is quite sort of like cold and repressed and a little bit um, 
it's really hard energy, not hard in the sense that like challenging hard, but like it just kind of is condensing type energy. But because I think of Saturn as being a condenser, I also think about it as, um, you know, diamonds are formed under pressure. And when I think about Saturn, I think that like Saturn's pressure is necessary to, to form those like big life lessons, those big wins in life that really force us to like give something all we have, like really become like super um, responsible over ourselves, right? Take radical self-responsibility, do the hard work. And that's why like a Saturn return, which, you know, I think a lot of people kind of know what that means, but in case they don't, you know, when Saturn returns to its natal position in your chart, which it does around the years of like 27 to 30, and then again in your 50s, um, it, uh, it basically kind of is a reality check, right? It's also the Lord of time. So it's like, it really makes us think about like our mortality and the time that we have left on earth to like do the things we need to do to like leave a, leave a legacy behind to build things we want to build. Cause when I think about Saturn, I think about the structures and the foundations of our lives um, because it really is connected to the root chakra as well. So it's like the foundation through which, like on which we build our life. Um, So yeah, I went in a few different directions there, but I think like those are the words and those are the phrases that come to mind for me. A hundred, oh, lost my voice there, guys. A hundred percent throat chakra stuff. A hundred percent, I agree fully, especially when when you were saying that. I love that you brought in like the the plants for a second there because it gives a really good visual of plants that grow in those um, harsh conditions, but they grow anyway. And that the minute you started saying that, my brain went to yeah. Whenever I teach about Saturn, I do describe it as you being pressurized. Um, into a diamond, right? It's like coal needs such intense pressure <laughs> or you're you're not going to turn into the diamond. And that pressure is to create the most beautiful version of you. Now, whether you crack under the pressure or whether you become the diamond, that's up to, you know, your design, your level of work you're willing to put in. So Saturn comes yeah. again with like, are you willing to do the work? Are you willing to witness it? Are you going to surrender to the work? Um, so I like that you brought that in because I think it's spot on that. Yes. Harsh conditions. Yes. Pressure, but for a great reason. And it doesn't mean that it's the end of the world or it's bad quote unquote. It just means that there is a heaviness. There is a quote unquote depression. And when I say depression, I don't mean a mental depression, though that can happen. I mean a depression, like you are being pressed impression. on yeah. impression, yeah. right? Like it's, you are being yeah. pressed on and that's what depression really is. Right. Is like feeling of heaviness. Yeah. The heaviness mm-hmm. pressing you down and you feel like you can't get out. So knowing that Saturn presses on you is yeah. When you're in these moments, they are pressure filled. Mm-hmm. And the other thing to remember, I mean, is like diamonds take a long time to be created naturally. Mm-hmm. And so Saturn, Saturn returns and Saturn transits do have a pretty, even though like Saturn changes signs every three years, you still feel it on either side of that because it takes time and because it will also retrograde. Right. So Mm-hmm. Um, it's not something that is over quickly and it does take time to kind of like come back out of a Saturn 
transit as we both were actually yeah. discussing. And we need to, maybe we can even talk about that now because <laughs> I'm going to do a whole episode on it. Maybe, maybe you join me on that. Um, cause it's funny. I had one of my students asked today, she's about to enter her, her Saturn return in Pisces. And she was like, is there ever a point where it feels okay? And I said, when you hit 31. Yeah, exactly. I would even say like when you hit like, I don't know. (laughs) It takes time, right? It's like, it's not immediate. Um, It's not, and it's not the most intense pressure the whole time either. But those lessons don't uh, solidify until you're well past it. Like you're 31, you're 32, and then you're like, oh. Oh, oh, so it takes time. So I love that question from her. And I was like, I'm sorry, I can't give you an answer. I know you want right now. Exactly. But, <laughs> right? Like, and so we were, we were discussing this when we went hiking last, and I think we had it be a like text or something at some point, um, talking about Saturn sucking the fun out of your, your <laughs> life after your Saturn return. Yeah. Right. 100%, like, I, I mean, I think for us, it was especially kind of like intense because our Saturn return happened essentially during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what words I'm allowed to say on here because I don't, I don't even know what flag by whatever, but so I'm not going to say the C word, but um, <laughs> anyway, I, I just feel like that all of that like compression and repression and all of the like restrictions as well. Um, and because even though Saturn was like already in Aquarius sort of throughout the pandemic, it was retrograding back into Capricorn as well, right? So I just feel like the the lasting effects of our Saturn return and then it moving into Aquarius and like having the pandemic, having all the restrictions just like made it even more mm-hmm. like fun sucking. Fun sucking. Um, <laughs> the absolute fun sucker. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it just makes you adult really hard. It yeah, makes hard. you be like, oh my God, what mark am I leaving on the world? I have no time. I'm mm-hmm. like, I'm so far behind. And that's why so many people when they have their Saturn return end up like, you know, doing things that might not be super in alignment, like getting married. Yeah. Uh, not that I'm saying it's not always in alignment. I'm just saying like doing it because the Joneses are doing it, right? Yeah. Like getting married, having kids. Yeah, whatever it is getting into a career because you're expected to be at this certain milestone in your life at that yeah. point so a hundred percent yeah it's like um a lot of people are in alignment and they hit that point and it's like yep baby's marriage yep that's the right thing yeah, um totally. and then you know a lot of it is not in alignment it's to like you said keep up with the joneses so i like that example of high octave, low octave Saturn. Um, what are we doing it for, right? Are we following our internal nudges and what we're supposed to experience? Or I guess we're supposed to experience all of it, but um, yeah. what is correct for what we want out of life? Or are we just following what we think we should be doing? So mm-hmm. I really like this as like a preface and a lens for anyone listening into what Saturn can feel like and know that like Vanya and I love Saturn. We both love Saturn energy, even though it's not not. easy. We have Saturn and Capricorn. (laughs) Literally, we're both we're both here for it. Um even though it is a harder energy than say Venus or Jupiter. Um but it has its magic like like you said, right? It 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 is absolutely necessary. And it brings us to those, those bigger moments in life, because without maturing, we're we're not going anywhere. 
right? Without the roots, like you said, we're not going anywhere. So I like this as a preface into Saturn entering Pisces. So let's talk about (laughs) how, um, how polarized these two energies are for a second. Do you want to go into that? Yeah. I mean, I couldn't think of probably two energies that are more polarizing. Also, I guess like Uranus and Saturn, which we have been experiencing. Um, But yeah, I mean, the reason they're so polarizing is because uh, Pisces is is ruled by Neptune. I go by the modern rulerships. I don't really abide by the traditional ones too much. Um, And, you know, Neptune is really the planet of like, unconditional like sort of universal love and connection and it's really like a high octave of venus essentially mm, yeah. um and the moon like i think of it as like a blend of venus yeah and moon. It's i can like see that kind of it's like raised. boundless right yeah exactly it's like this boundless love this like all-consuming love and it, it really is connected to like spirituality and like our sort of like our what our soul came here to do right it's um it's it's really connected to the arts and just like having this like faith in some kind of divine order right and some divine being or being able to surrender to that I think of Neptune as like really like I just I, I always the ocean comes to mind when I think of Neptune right and I think it's obviously that connection to like Poseidon and whatnot but um there's just this like kind of never-ending like all-encompassing feeling around Neptune and so it doesn't really have boundaries it's sort of really connected to the astral plane right yeah Whereas, for sure. and so for me Neptune really is like the third eye um Whereas Saturn, again, we're talking about like the the root chakra and the, the physical mortal body that we are in. Yeah. Uh, so they are just completely different energies. Uh, Saturn's also connected to, like I said, the structures and authority and like government, right? The mm-hmm. like societal structures and the boxes that we live in. So putting a sign, so, so having a, a planet like Saturn transiting a sign like Pisces, which is ruled by these Neptunian um, principles, it just is like completely opposing energy. And so I do expect Saturn to struggle there, Mm -hmm. but I think there's also beautiful things that can come out of these polarities because it could kind of ground those dreams and those creativity and that like unconditional love of Pisces uh, into the physical realm. But it can also be the other way around where there can be a lot of control um, by the systems of our society, by the authorities in our society of like essentially those 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 things that can't really be controlled. <laughs> mm-hmm. But they're, I feel like they're going to try to control it anyway. So. 100%. And I, I uh, like when you're saying that, it makes me think of our generation coming in with our Neptune in Capricorn. Um, and in karmic astrology, like that's, a, that's like one of the hardest energies to help mm-hmm. someone understand, right? Because they are so different because Saturn is trying to contain and build boundaries and build structure. And like, it's like trying to contain the ocean, right? Exactly. Neptune, like how the hell do you dam up the ocean? You don't, the ocean will eat yeah. you. And yeah. so thinking 
of Saturn. Uh, I don't remember what I was watching recently. I literally said this in the podcast I, re- I watched earlier. Where I'm like, I don't remember what I was watching because I'm always <laughs> watching or reading something, but they were saying how Saturn was once in modern, sorry, traditional astrology, the edge of the universe, right? So the only planet they, they knew that was the end. So yeah, that's true. Yeah. Right in that's traditional astrology, by Saturn, which is exactly. like exactly Well, I mean, I see, I see Saturn qualities in Aquarius for sure. But I mean, just thinking about like Saturn being the end of yeah. end of the, the the solar system, the end of the world, the end of the universe, yeah. um, is like, and then everyone realized, you know, as like thousands of years later, oh, there's Uranus. Oh, there's Neptune. Oh, there's Pluto. Like it's not the end. So mm-hmm. it's like this is like our physical boundary is that Saturn energy where we think there is a solidity, and then you go past it, and you're like, oh shit, there's no solidity here. Um, the universe is way bigger than we thought it was. Our bodies yeah. are way bigger. Our bodies aren't what we thought they were. We are ancient technology, whatever. It like goes beyond um, almost like human comfort <laughs> to think Literally, that we're like- more. Yeah, like Neptunian energy and like Piscean energy to me is not easily conceivable by the human mind. And I think it comes with like also us having Neptune in such a difficult placement natally. It does take such a long time to try to figure out that energy. And so we're essentially having like that, um, like the dual reciprocity come up now, right? With our natal placement and then it transiting the other way around where Saturn is in Pisces and Neptune is, is in Capricorn in our charts. But yeah, um, yeah it's, it's energy that often cannot be really perceived by the human mind, right? A hundred percent. So I, I like this. I was reading a lot of the history. Um, I think I sent you the one article by Jessica Davidson. I was reading a bunch of her articles that she just went into like a deep dive on Saturn uh-huh. and Pisces. She went into the history, like back to like ancient times. And I really loved it because the main theme that she was able to pick out every single time was there was some sort of spiritual reformation every single time, whether it was, um, trying just to usher in a new religion or, you know, ideologies just got really heightened for those three years. The one that I picked out particularly that she highlighted was that the last time Saturn was in Pisces and Pluto was in Aquarius was the French revolution and the American revolution. Mm. So that was, it was a dual. It's not that we're just having Pluto moving into Aquarius or Saturn moving into Pisces. It's that it's doing it at the same time, which did happen when the American revolution and the French revolution happened. So I think that's just fascinating. I have like chills right now. Like good and bad chills all at once. Yeah, exactly. Like (laughs) there's going to be some revolution. A hundred percent. I can already see the building of that energy happening. Um, so let's talk about the high octaves of Mm -hmm. like, I liked what you were mentioning about, um, help it, it, it helping us solidify our dreams. Let's talk about that as like a high energy for everyone listening. That's going shit. This is going to suck. Let's talk about the high octaves here. Yeah, I mean, I think, uh, you know, as a Pisces moon, I feel like I can speak to, <laughs> to this energy pretty well. We, we tend to sometimes get caught up in the, in the world that is not actually here on Earth. It uh, is an imaginary realm that lives inside our head or wherever in our body. 
Um, and it's easy to kind of get carried away with that. Like when you have a lot of Pisces energy, you can kind of just spend your time thinking about how things could be or how they should be or whatever. And again, light and shadow aspects to that, of course. But um, yeah, with, with Neptune really representing these, these themes of like creativity and um, really this, this like super creative energy that's available to us, um, that is almost like divinely given to us, right? Um, I think that with Saturn moving through Pisces, it's really going to make us work hard to connect to that like divine source of creativity of imagination of of our dreams and really really solidify like that connection to source um so that we can essentially be channels of that um of that of those beautiful creations here on earth um because that's it's really the connection between like i said you know using these um, these dreams, these things that are divinely, you know, kind of given to us and channeling them into the physical through hard work, though, like it's not going to be, I don't think it's going to be easy because Saturn's there. It's going to take like real commitment and effort. And I love this because, okay, so when we look at the world right now, um, just thinking of like the the rise in spirituality, the rise in astrology, the rise in tarot, the rise in all these practices, um, mm-hmm. do you think that it will solidify them more? Like more people are going to be open to these things, or do you think people will resist these things, or maybe both? I mean, I think there's going to be both, probably, um, just with the polarity of those energies. Like, I think it's you're going to be on one side or the other kind of thing. Like, not that it, there's going to be sides. You might you might switch sides, you mm. know, whatever. You might go one way and then you might go the other way. But I think um, I definitely think it that kind of energy makes you more open to like understanding um, how everything is connected, right? Because Pisces is all about universal love and connection and like the unseen realm that sort of like binds us all together. Um, so these are all languages of that essentially, right? If you think about astrology, if you think about human design, if you think about all of these things, they're all, um, they're all systems that uh, allow us to believe that there is something that connects all of us, that there's something bigger than us um, and that we are connected through that. So, um, so yeah, I definitely think that uh, it it could go either way. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I posted exactly about this today. I'm doing um, a workshop that I don't know when I'm going to post this next week. So the workshop will basically be the weekend after this is um, airing. But Mm -hmm. it's like a free workshop called Sacred Downloads, which is basically that is like the universe is communicating to us all the time through all of these languages. Astrology is a language. Tarot is a language. It's all the same thing. And we all end up at the same places through these languages because it's the universe speaking to us through whatever tools it can access us with, right? It's like our mind... (laughs) It's not going to happen half the time, even when the universe is like dropping in download after download after download. So then we use these tools and all of a sudden, you know, you can use three different systems of astrology and end up with the same results. Exactly. Yeah. 
Yeah. Okay. I love that. And so, um, I hate fear mongering astrologers more than I hate a lot of things. So I don't want to fear monger. Um, there was one astrologer that I really like enjoyed her content, but then she started just being like, I'm predicting world war three, world war three. And I was like, you're really going to throw that at your already stressed Mm -hmm. out followers. Like (laughs) everybody's already stressed out. You're really going to like, uh, as a, um, a, a voice they trust you're really going to start it just didn't align with me so um not fear-mongering or predicting anything in that realm uh Mm -hmm. is there anything you see when we think about you know what happened over the last three years and how crazy and intense that was of the restriction of freedom right we can't deny that like we, we mentioned that it was in our face it was the ultimate the ultimate view of freedom and restriction being played out now Uranus and Saturn had a big yeah. job in that yeah, sure. um, but is there anything you see sort of being that low octave what we have to kind of watch for as we move through this yeah I mean I for some reason I'm, I'm definitely getting a lot more of the like high octaves for this and it might be that. because um it might just be because like, I think Saturn in Aquarius was so, like you said, heightened by Uranus and Taurus squaring it for so long. So long. Uh, so there's this like <laughs> added element of like those Aquarian themes coming yeah. through as well. Um, but I mean, I think I, I do, obviously there's always going to be the shadow aspects. And so we can't deny that. Um, so I definitely do, like I said at the beginning, I think there's going to be a lot more, like, I think the people who are in authority positions around the world and the people that kind of run our society as it currently stands, I think they do feel threatened by the growing consciousness of Mm -hmm. humanity and our ability to heal ourselves and to um, be, yeah, like radically sort of going against some of the structures maybe that they've put in place and um and also like gain access to this like divine wisdom uh that is available to all of us through these languages and our spiritual practices and all of that um so I do definitely see there being you know some level of like a a repression or control or like I don't want to use the word attack because I think it's a bit extreme but like something along those lines on you know spiritual practitioners and healers and just just those realms in general yeah and I can like feel I could feel into that one too like I've had thoughts and again this is not to freak anyone out or anything but I've had thoughts of like will they start you know suppressing certain Instagram accounts removing Instagram accounts that are more spiritually focused will that be sort of the repression is like oh um, you know, it's a misinformation to be talking about astrology. It's misinformation to be talking about herbs. Like, so I have wondered about those sorts of things. Honestly, yeah, who knows, especially with Pluto moving into Aquarius too, right? Like kind yeah. of showing the really dark aspects of how technology can be used to maybe take yeah. away freedom. Right? Totally. Like here in Canada, where they're trying to pass that bill to censor us. I was thinking about like today, and I'm not going to use any um, trigger words here, but a certain man that had a 
list and a plane and an island, um, our prime minister was on the, that island, you know. Um, so I think about how, yes, they can use technology to suppress information so that we don't know these things um, and suppress our or attempt to suppress the awakening. Now, I, I know you you agree with me in this, that there's no stopping it. There's absolutely no stopping. It's happening either way, but they can do a damn good job trying to stop it, right? So I have had those thoughts um, popping in of like, will they try and suppress that? You know, they they do suppress um, even, you know, the the cleanse that I love, the uh, cell core biosciences, like even on the back of that, you know, it says it's not FDA approved. It's not going to help you with anything. They, they, these, these products are not, um, have nothing to do with healing your body essentially. Right. So maybe it'll be more of that kind of stuff where it's just like, um, the restriction or the lack of approval of things that actually heal us. Yeah. And I think the other thing that comes to mind too, just just kind of like uh, basing it off of medical astrology as well. <clears throat> you know, Pisces does rule like the lymphatic system and sort of like the lymphatic system is what we use to detox ourselves, yeah. right? So I think with Saturn also being um, the body very much, mm-hmm. uh, there could be, like you said, a focus on sort of like maybe in a, in a way, like, like detoxing stuff from our bodies, right? There I think could, we all need that right now. I know. Yeah. I I'm like, ugh, I'm so triggered by what is happening in Ohio right now. I just can't even seriously. And it's not even just Ohio. Now there's one now in Arizona, one in Texas, one somewhere else. Yeah. So it's just like, there's something going on for sure. But yeah, I think we're all going to need a detox. And I was also thinking about, as you were talking there, how Pisces, the 12th house, Neptune are all very isolating energies. Mm-hmm. Um, and so as we were talking about the the fun sucker that Saturn is, it's, I think we need to be aware and everyone listening, um, be aware of how isolating this feeling or this energy can be and ensuring that we don't isolate ourselves too much during this time because it might be a hermit mode like we might be like I'm going hermit for a while um which is totally okay if that feels good but there is a difference between the Piscean isolation that feels good like I'm going on to the top of the mountain I'm going inward I'm receiving versus I am being isolated by society Exactly. Totally. I'm glad you brought that up because I definitely think that's an important like shadow aspect to be aware of. Yeah. Yeah. And especially with Saturn, it's like, am I being isolated? Do I feel like I am being forced into isolation could be a frequency we um, have to work with and say like, okay, do I need to find the fun? What is that from? There's some, I'm just thinking of a movie where it was like, find the fun. And, um, (laughs) Like, do we have to help ourselves find the fun or is it okay that the next three years are, uh, possibly a hermit, a hermit, um, moment for us? Cause if you might go into a winter, maybe it feels really good to be in a soul winter. Totally. Yeah. I mean, Pisces is the death cycle of the Zodiac, right? Like it is like, that's what we're entering right now with Pisces season is very much, especially with Saturn being the last few degrees of Aquarius, Pluto being the last few degrees of Capricorn. Like this is like a pretty big death moment. It's a huge completion of like very karmic cycles. Pluto has been in Capricorn since 2008. And I know it's going to go back into Capricorn, but you know, this is like a mini death 
Yeah, it's like the first part death. of your charts, right? It's mm -hmm. the first death. Um, and then, and then, yeah, we're all going to also experience a death and essentially in the Aquarius part of our chart too, as like Saturn finishes up in there. So yeah. Um, yeah, this is like the season of death. And so it's okay to, to like, just mm. want to be a hermit and retreat, but totally. there is also a lot of like birth that can happen with Pisces yeah. energy because there it's such a creative energy, right? It's the creativity that comes from connection to source, um, to like that divine unconditional love. Mm -hmm. Um, and so there can be a lot of beautiful stuff that can come from it too. Yeah. I like that you mentioned that too, that like we have all these finalizing degrees happening. And then as we move into March, it's like, okay, Saturn's now entering Pisces, fresh new energy. Pluto's now entering Aquarius, fresh new energy, maybe not the easiest energies, but fresh new energy. Then, you know, yeah. we have the spring equinox, we have the node shifting at some point, uh, Jupiter's in Aries, the, the note, like, uh, what else is in Aries? Chiron's in Aries. That's a whole other, that's a whole other yeah. episode guys. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, we have like this freshness going on. And I did an episode with uh, Charlene Lizette, and we talked about certain uh, major arcanas aligned with this year. And my feeling I've had for this year is cool. It's mm. a new journey. So we're yeah. in the death period right now. The de death card was another one. <laughs> this is the full death. <laughs> um, yeah, we had the full yeah. death, uh, the chariot. And there was one other one that I can't remember right now, but basically it was like, it's like a death and rebirth year where everything's new and yet everything's dying all at once. Yeah, but all you can't once. have new without death. Never. So it's, Never. it's gotta happen, right? Yeah. The other thing that I, I wanted to, that kind of came to mind, uh, you know, I, I think this is maybe like kind of combining the um, Pluto and Saturn transit that's coming up. But I know you and I mentioned, uh, talked about this briefly before. And it's really that idea of, you know, us being, moving forward through the age of Aquarius, because I do believe that we're already, you know, in it. We're just not quite done with the age of Pisces yet. But I think it's it's related to that. And then we also again here have Pisces and Aquarius with these two major karmic planets. So I, I do think that there's going to be a lot more, you know, um maybe realization on earthing bringing to light of like the divide that we have created in our society of the people who are isolated because of mental health because of drug addiction abuse whatever trauma like whatever it might be like all those piscean themes of like using substances to escape reality and then how that has, you know, placed them within our society in an unequal way. And we haven't really been there to support them, right? So I think that's another thing just collectively that I wanted to mention. Um, you know, obviously the, the opioid crisis in Canada is like out of control and I'm sure it's like that everywhere. So mm -hmm. um, yeah. Yeah. And like, that's a good point of, I have this question in my mind that I won't know if it's answered till three years from now, yeah. but, um, will Saturn assist us in stop stopping now it, the, the timing aligns here. Let me say for Neptune moving out of Pisces at the end of this as well, will Saturn assist us in 
moving the collective out of victim consciousness, out of the illusionary state that people are like, people don't even know what is going on anymore. They don't know who they are. Um, we have Chiron and Aries to assist us with that one as well, but maybe Saturn is the restructuring and reorganization of the, the victimhood, the, um, safe spaces, the, oh, woe is me. I can't handle anything. The oversensitivity, low octaves yeah. of Pisces that we've entered into. These are kind of my examinings. And will that also assist in, you know, people who are experiencing mental health crises or um, addictions in asking for help because they won't feel yeah. like a victim anymore. These, they're, these are just questions and thoughts. I don't have the answer, but it's just yeah. something that's coming up. Will Saturn assist in doing the damn work to get through this yeah to help those people deal with that right mm -hmm. and even for those people maybe they get an energetic shift within themselves I don't know where they're like I'm ready to um I'm ready to step into my power could go yeah. either way absolutely 100 percent. yeah totally but it's just something that definitely comes to mind mm -hmm. uh, it's just that idea of like our our society is heavily dependent on substances that help us escape reality. All of them, whether you are addicted to opioids and on the streets or you are addicted to your Netflix and your beer. Exactly. Yeah, yeah it's I'm with just you. the heavy, heavy things, right? So, um, yeah, or even just like the two week vacations, right? Like the running away from your life to go yeah. sit at a resort for two weeks and pretend like you don't have to go back to the job that you hate, right? It's like, rather all than building a, a new life for yourself. Exactly. All of it is just an escape. So mm. yeah, I, I love that. Cause you started off saying, and it's kind of like gives us full circle. You started off saying like, will this be a time where we can, you know, go, go for or solidify our dreams. And that looking at that, you know, anyone listening, if you are one of those millions of people that are living for the weekend are living for um, that those vacations, this isn't to say, don't quit, don't go quit your job today. This just means, is there, uh, is there an inward process that needs to happen in order to figure out what is actually going to make you happy? And like, Vanya, you're in this moment right now. Yeah. I, I mean, like, and, that, and that's also to say, you know, I I've been there, <laughs> like, <laughs> I am not at all looking down upon people oh. that are in this space because I've been there for years. Um, I've been the person that is living for the weekend. I've been the person that's living for the vacation. I've been the person running away from all my problems <laughs> in my life that I was not happy with. Um, and it's, it's something that you just people do that's how you cope it's what's yeah. normal I don't know especially with someone with a pipe like a Pisces signature like me it's just it's it's what I did for a long time and I like to point fingers at other people and blame them for my problems and play the victim but yeah I mean I I I'm finally feeling like I can commit to what I love right so I, I just decided not to re-sign my contract for context uh, at my full-time job two days ago <laughs> so <laughs> as of end of March I will be fully self-employed and yeah it's just it's it really is coming full circle right about being able to kind of to, to put in the work to make the dream that you envision for your future 
come true. Mm -hmm. um, the, the process we've been through with Saturn and Aquarius, the things that we've learned about the future that we want to create. And now it's about putting in the work to actually make it a reality. Um, I'm just imagining it in the future, right? Yes. I'm like clapping here because I love everybody take that with you. That, that was just said right there, right? Like Saturn and Aquarius helped us figure it out. What makes me feel free? What do I actually want to feel free? And then now we're moving into just like you said, friggin' perfect. Okay. I see the dream. How am I going to make it a reality? Saturn's job is to help you make it a freaking reality. Totally. like mic drop <laughs> and I like this because this is um there's gonna be so much shit that goes down with this transit like there's gonna be frustrations we're gonna be like what the fuck is going on here we're gonna look at the collective and be like are you are you fucking kidding me but they're not done with us come on but yeah <laughs> taking what Vanya said everyone listening and watching taking that and a, going inward, because that's what Pisces wants us to do. It wants us to go inward and be, okay, time to reflect. What are the damn dreams and how are you going to get them? It's not going to happen overnight. It's not even going to happen in a month. It's going to take time. This is the the long haul, okay? We got three years to figure this out. And like Fanya mentioned at the beginning, there's an overlap too, right? But what a perfect way to kind of leave this off with hope. Totally. Yeah. I think if Pisces is anything, it's like hope, right. And having faith and, faith and trust. just believing, right. So Sur also like surrendering. Surrender. My God. That's what I literally say to anyone experiencing a Saturn, Pluto, Uranus transit. Yeah. Surrender. Let go. Yeah. Don't like, let go and be like, I have no responsibility over my life. Yeah. No, but <laughs> let go of the idea that you know what's best totally. 100% right like it's like if you're being led like can you let yourself be led yeah can you can you let that's, it move through you yeah that's the thing that like for the longest time years ago I always used to think that like surrender just kind of meant like okay I'm just gonna see what lands in my lap right yeah, but it's, like, <clears throat> it's not that it's like surrendering to your intuition to what is coming up within uh especially with that pisces energy um and actually one of because uh, i wanted to bring it also full circle to plants because we talked about them in the yes. beginning um one of the plants that i've loved for a long time um, at our old place we used to have an outdoor bathtub and i have yet to set it up here but i grew a big vine of it above the bathtub and i didn't even really like i just was drawn to it and i just didn't really think too much about it or what it meant um, but the more sort of research I've done on it and the more I've sort of connected with this plant, which is morning glory, oh. um, it's actually like, I think just the perfect plant for Saturn in Pisces, mm. uh, because morning glory is actually, um, it, the flowers open up and they really sh like, they, they're drawn to the sun. And so they like open really wide sort of in the early morning hours, like when it's still dewy out. At the end of the day, they they wilt and they die because they actually can't handle all of the like heat from the sun. Wow. But in that sense, they really remind me of like um, a, a Pisces type energy of like embracing death and rebirth wow. um, and also just like living life kind of like to the fullest in the sense that, um, you know, we're, we're really kind of like 
being able to harvest this like life force energy and and embrace the cycles of of life right as the last sign of the zodiac that's really i think what pisces is all about and the other thing is um it actually, or the seeds of morning glory are also like hallucinogenic. So, I mean, I haven't tried it. (laughs) I don't advise anyone here to go eat like morning glory seeds because they actually are quite toxic. Um, So keep them away from your pets and like kids. But apparently a lot of ancient tribes used to like ingest them in small quantities um, as a hallucinogen to, to really connect with like the divine, to really go within um, to go on essentially like shamanic type journeys. Um, and so, so yeah, I think, um, just being in the aura and the energy of that plant, I think can really help us maybe connect deeper within and really kind of connect to maybe these dreams that we're envisioning. And then finally, you know, anyone who's grown morning glory probably knows how vigorously it grows. Like it grows super quickly. It takes over. It's like a huge, big vine. Um, and so that quality of it really reminds me of Saturn, um, the ability to just like grow sturdy and strong. Yeah. Yeah. I really love that. Cool. My mom used to grow them every, every place we lived. We had morning glories everywhere, usually all over like the lattice at the front of the house. And I just loved them so much. And you're right. They grow like crazy they're super strong like try and rip them out they're like I'm coming right back up um and they'd always be like just like weeding themselves wherever they wanted to go so uh, I like that as a Saturn quality for sure and adding to like the plant things you suggest because your teas are so assisting I know like they are traditionally made for the moon but for those of us loving this work, like we can take them for other supports in our system too. So is like, would you suggest maybe working with the Pisces tea over the next couple of years to soothe? Yeah. Cause I know it's supposed to be it's like, you have nervines and stuff in there, right? Exactly. Yeah. So essentially, yeah, like you said, the teas are made like for sort of to nurture your natal moon sign, because it's really how you practice self-care and the whole idea is like self-care through astrology. But what a lot of people don't realize is that you can really use the tea for like any training transit in your chart any placement in your chart you know depending on what sign you're working with essentially or like even what planet right so you could use the Pisces tea for any heavy like Neptune transit mm-hmm. because the tea um has like sort of plants that help balance the shadow aspects and then also like enhance the light aspects um so you could use it for Neptune transits you could use it for the Saturn and Pisces transit to really help like it like raise those like high octaves right um and you could also use even like the capricorn tea if you're dealing with heavy like saturn transit right because a lot of the plants that are related to capricorn would be like more saturnian type plants as well but for this yeah like i would i would for this i would recommend like the pisces pisces like soothe the nervous system all that exactly yeah because like it's just so um potent to be able to know how a transit may impact your body and then have a tool like a tea to go cool I'm gonna settle this shit down so in saying that for anyone who's listening you can use Vanya's teas 
for literally any of these transits, whether it's Pluto and Aquarius, you can grab a Scorpio tea, you can grab an Aquarius tea, uh, yeah. whether it's, uh, what else do we got? We got like all the Aries energy we're going to move into this year. Maybe you grab the Aries tea. So that's like a beautiful way to work with her products. And they can also be baths too. I'm just going to throw that out there, um, mm-hmm. which I have done. It is amazing. Yeah, I definitely love them in the bath. And usually what I do is just make like a big French press of the tea. And then I just like pour some in the bath and drink the rest. Sometimes I'll sprinkle it in the bath, but that's only when I really feel like cleaning up all the- A hundred percent. Water petals and leaves. Yeah, it's a big job. I did it with a lavender and I was like, oh no. Um, Okay, so I love this. Tell everybody, you know, how they can work with you, how they can find you right now list your socials, list what you have available. Um, I know you have readings and stuff going on. So tell us, tell us how they can work with you. Yeah, thank you. Um, so the best way to find me really, honestly, I'm very uh, responsive on Instagram. So astrobloom.ca and I'll give you all this information to put in the show notes. Uh, the website to shop the teas is also astrobloom.ca. So really simple. Um, uh, yeah, so I have a bunch of different handmade ritual tools that are all based on astro herbalism meant to balance the light and shadow aspects of each sign. Um, and, I'm obsessed. And, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> and then yes, of course, I, so I do readings as well. Um, my readings are really focused on helping you create like a really secure foundation within and really connect to like your true self. Um, through essentially a very curated list of like self-care practices, uh, using the tools, using different meditations, different breath work, different yoga type like movements. Um, and yeah, so I'm, I'm offering those readings. They're called the Your Lunar Self reading. But then of course, there's lots of like forecast readings um, and also, you know, one-on-one mentorship as well, which I've recently launched. Um, which is the guidance and ritual where we really sit down and we see like what's happening for you right now. And then we really customize, like, you know, I'll send you recorded meditations that are really customized to like what you're going through to do anything from like inner child healing to subconscious reprogramming of limiting beliefs to all of these things. Um, Yeah. And then uh, I'm currently teaching a mini course, but that's already sort of through halfway through, but I will be releasing, um, uh, a more intensive kind of like astrology one-on-one course through my lens. Amazing. I love it. I love your work, your products. Like, you know, I got my candles, I got my wands, I got my <laughs> everything. Guys, if you're looking to build an altar, you go to Vanya. And this is like, I love the lens of sacred self-care through astrology, but then bringing it into like the body, like just the, your Virgo Piscean axis is just so beautiful. So Thank you for sharing your lens today. I feel like people are going to leave with a very, uh, a very easy approach to the next three years without having to fall into the fear programming. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. It's been an honor and a pleasure as always. As always. So I will link everything in the show notes for you guys. So you guys can find Vanya, find her products go have a reading with her, all the good things. And please uh, ask us questions Throw If you're watching on YouTube, put them in the comments. I will respond. If I have to ask Vanya the question, I will <laughs> figure it out for you. If you're listening to the podcast, you know, DM me, send me an email. I want to hear your thoughts. We want to hear your thoughts. So please, and make sure to like subscribe. And until next time, thank you.